Ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? <laughs> Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers! That's right, it's Christmas. Welcome to Are We Friends? I am your co-host Taylor. I am your co-co-host Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who've known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just holiday inertia. This week, <laughs> we are delving into the fabulous Hol- Christmas. I don't remember what we call Christmas. The Christmas Christmas Hanukkahnsakan. The Christmas Hanukkahnsakan. Something like we that. We shall be reading another tome from the Christmas Hanukkahnsakan. And this first chapter is brought to us by Brian. Brian, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a movie called Die Hard. Was that was that dramatic pause or just dead air that you filled the It was the dramatic with pause. Up? It was dramatic. Come on, man. Because when I think of radio, I think of long pauses. You know, I, that's really what punches. You know? Sorry, the only thing that's ever on my mind is like as soon now as gonna, anybody stops talking, I'm like, you have to say line, something right dude, now. You have, line, to now, now you have to fill this. You have to fill In the edit, I'm going to shorten that, that pause. Make so you look like oh. so it's idiot. perfectly reasonable. And you guys be like, dead oh, air, you, Brian, dead I air. I would love that. Uh, I would love that, Brian. Thank you. So I, got, I got a confession to make. Today was oh, the first okay. time I've ever watched Die Hard. No uh, fun. Are you, and it was wait, really? fucking awesome. Like You're I was st- sitting right here in my office watching Die Hard. Emily was working on the other side of the office and it was fucking awesome. You're I Brian loved mouth every minute of it. You're hands saying, waving around. You're saying first time ever. Ever, ever watched it. Never watched oh it before today. God. This year. That's okay. crazy. Yeah, I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, that I just it. blows my mind. Like, <laughs> no, because I was like literally watching it and I could feel like my mind checking off boxes like, yeah, this is the right era, the right <laughs> cast, the right like genre, action friendly, like right amount of humor. This checks like every box I have. I don't know how I don't have it. And I had to check. Like, I don't even have this fucker on VHS. Like it that's, just that's blows weird, my mind. Honestly. Got like it just there was a weird blind spot in Die Hard. So first question is why the fuck is it called Die Hard? Because it's it's hard for him to die. He's die yeah. hard. Like he's like, they want to kill him, but he dies hard. That makes it? no sense. Like well, that's die hard. Get it? That's not how that. Pretty word sure works. that's the uh, the one James Bond villain in Goldeneye is respond makes guys die hard, not the other way. I think. <laughs> well, isn't that well, Fam- Famke Jensen? The uh, <laughs> doesn't she kill a guy while having sex? Zenia on a top. Yeah, Zenia. He definitely yeah. died hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died hard. But- yeah, we got. There's a title in there somewhere. <laughs> That's a um, good day yeah, well, to die hard. That's one of them, right? That's actually uh, one of the titles. Of- <laughs> not, not to steal uh, Brian's oh, thunder please. on the research, but the uh, the movie's actually based on a book. Yes, I also watched the title that's credits. That's so weird. Oh, no. It's based on a book called Nothing Lasts Forever. I yes, did not again, get I, it from, from, the, by, from the title credits. By Roderick I, Thorpe? I, uh, Thorpe. I went Bad. and read the Wikipedia article like an adult, Taylor. Of course, Thank yeah. You. Uh, but honestly, the the book is a, it's a sequel. Yeah, it is by Roderick Thorpe. It is a sequel to the Detective, which itself has a movie based on it, starring Frank Sinatra, which I thought really? was crazy. And oh. He wanted Frank Sinatra to play him in the in this like what was going to be a sequel, but it ended up being a standalone. Uh, it sounds, from what I read, sounds fucking awesome and like way like darker and like with more messages, you know. Pause. Uh, but still filled with all that action. Yes. When you say. 
he wanted Frank Sinatra to star in that in the sequel in 1980. Do you mean in ni- like? Do you mean when, he was, when Die Hard this movie came out? Or no, I think like when he was like they writing were the developing book it he, early. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. sorry, that makes way more yeah. sense because I was like. Oh god! You want to do this now? He, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> like I just I don't heard know. an old Frank Sinatra album, like not an old one, meaning that like it happened a long time ago, but one he did when he was old, like a, an album by old Frank Sinatra, and he sounded like garbage. Like we were listening well, to Silent a- Night, and like mm-hmm. ooh, I don't know if I'm allowed to turn this down because I feel like it's disrespectful <laughs> to a veteran or something. Like yeah. it was. I also it was rough. I also want to say, uh, fuck you, Google, because. I have the diehard wiki and the, you know, the, the wikis are looking at I put yeah. in F-R-A, Frank Sinatra diehard came up. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's, uh, well, he's supposed to be, he's older in the book apparently. And like, instead of his wife, it's his daughter. Oh, okay. And uh, there's, okay. a, there's a few other key, key changes they make it, but it's I. You should basically read, you should read, read the synopsis like I did because it, it seems like a dark. <laughs> I was going to say you're going to. You should read that book. No, I didn't. But I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just uh, I'm just going to straight up read the entire reception section. Okay. Okay. The Los All Angeles right. Times called "Nothing Lasts Forever" a ferocious, bloody, raging book so single-mindedly brilliant in concept and execution it should be read at a single sitting. Period. End of quotation mark. End of section. Oh my That's god. That's that Wikipedia has. Jesus. It. What fucking Californian did he jack off to get that review? My Dude, god. Dude, I'm like that guy is That's pushing amazing. paper. Like That makes me want to read that book, which I feel like, like is not going to be as good as it sounds. <laughs> it's, it's definitely That was such an that was way too big of a hype moment. Like I know. Are you kidding me? Like I don't I like I'm just I'm already preparing myself for the letdown. Yeah. Like I don't like it was too much of a hype, you know well, what I mean? Well, we've already seen the movie. It's not well, I know. like they change the storyline elements, so okay. it's like things like when Gruber goes. If nobody minds spoilers for the book, when uh, Gruber like falls out of the building, he takes the daughter with him. There's like when oh, the the last terrorist comes back, he like is actually like massacring people and somebody else. Like somebody has to get everybody. Like he walks away like jaded from this whole adventure, yeah. and he walked in. The only reason he has a gu- he like walks in with a gun because he's a retired cop. That still sneaks his gun everywhere because he's like scared about terrorist attacks. It's like a whole oh, like, and he's like old, you know. It's like much grittier, and but a bunch of the action stuff the movie did take from the book. Apparently, like I okay. said, I only read okay. the Wikipedia article. That, that was my reaction several times watching this. Again, for the first time today, it was uh, like in the very beginning. Um, John McClane's on a plane, right? And the guy next to him, when he's getting up and trying to remove his luggage, sees his gun, and John McClane goes, "Don't worry." I'm a cop. Like, yeah, <laughs> just my first mind went like, I don't I have give to a shit. You. you can't. Yeah, you can't. You Sir. can't bring guns on planes. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boy of the '90s. Like, absolutely not. And then he just lights up a cigarette in an airport. Like, put that thing out before the government Knock gets it off. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just, it was, I had like a visceral reaction to watching his behavior at several points in this in this movie, mostly that in that in the airport. Um, then you're gonna so, hate Die Hard too. Oh God. He does such a good job of being a brute of a man, but then like winning you over with that Bruce Willis charm, man. So well, he, yeah, he's got a couple of moments, right? Because I, 
I, I don't know what it's got it was. the whole movie. I don't even know if it's a couple of moments. I'm I know. Well, sure. A couple of moments where he, like I was charmed because mm. I, I was entirely entranced by this movie. I was super I charmed by it. Like you even would like this. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. That it makes was a lot of incredible. Sense. Um, there are times where like uh, after he has an argument with his wife, who's now going by her maiden name in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, she goes off to like, rejoin the party, and he goes like, "There, real mature. You really handled that one. Yeah. Huh? That's nah, that's boy. the like, first." That's the first time you, it really hits me, I think. Yeah, that he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a cop and a brute and everything. But, you know, he's also, like, trying to work on himself, you know? Like he doesn't he, want like to he, be, like, he realizes he's being a horrific, like, man of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Like, and he's having this, like, nice amorous realization while he's murdering terrorists. That's the America I want. Like, I was... emotional growth and killing <laughs> terrorists. I, I was going to say, so there's always, like... I watched this movie in, you know, when I was, I guess, a teenager, probably. And I've, I've seen it a couple of, like, I've seen it, like, maybe, for, this is probably my fourth time seeing it total, right? Um, okay. I know some people have it as, and this why it's bringing up here is it's, it's become a meme slash unironic because people just like the movie a lot, that this is a Christmas movie. It is yeah. a Christmas and movie. Totally a Christmas movie. But that's what, I, not a doubt in my mind. I'm saying it's, st- anyway. I'll get to that in a second. Um, people, so people, a lot of people have this year, like it is in their repertoire of Rudolph, you know, all, everything you would normally have. It, it wasn't for me, but I think upon this viewing, just from how much I enjoyed it, I might, I might keep it in there. Um, but I wanted to, what I wanted to bring up was, and I talked about this with, with uh, my roommate Devin when we were watching it, of like, just that little scene of him going, Great, John, really, you know, like that sort of thing. One keeps him, obviously, as we're talking about, a more layered character. He isn't just whatever. But two, it really helps from a 2020 perspective. Oh, yeah. Because, John, there's a lot of people in this movie that are good or that, like, you can turn into problematic (laughs) that that aren't because they have character development to them and, like, additional things, but, like, in a lesser 1980s film, you'd be like, big yikes to a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, but John McClane is not one of them because uh, John McTiernan, the people, uh, I'm looking at the, the screenplay name and the first one is Jeb Stewart and it just fucks I looked me that up. Because I'm what like, is, it is for sure Jeb Stewart I, and it's, it's not the Jeb that's Stewart. That's what I'm like, it's just like, it fucked not me up super hard Civil when I looked. War General Jeb yeah, Stewart. Yeah, I'm like, Wait a minute, it's he a, didn't write this. There's no way. It's not an acronym. It, that is just it is his just name. Jeb. Like, Jeb. Uh, like the former uh, Jeb Stewart. Bush who ran. Jeb, exclamation point. Um, Jeb. But the point being is they wrote and John McTiernan directed a movie where we have an honest to God underdog cop because he is an underdog in pretty much every sense like his marriage isn't working out he's but he knows he's behind the eight ball and he's trying to succeed it's not i'm gonna be a stubborn jackass and i rewarded it's i know i'm down on points and i'm trying to get better like so you really do he is a very empathetic character at first when i was watching the initial parts of it bruce willis always has this scales thing with me where I don't know if he's going to put in the effort. And with Die Hard, I knew he would. But at the beginning, I actually kind of felt, because I hadn't watched it in years, I'm like, did he kind of sleepwalk through that? And then he no, does, it very no. clearly doesn't. No. But like, 
again, that, the tra- comedy bits, that like- transformation as well is very like, he feels a little more aloof at the beginning because he's very like whatever to Argyle and all that stuff. But then once the comedy starts getting in and what like you very see how yeah. layered and well put together this character is from Bruce once they Willis. push the man over the edge. Absolutely, <laughs> and like what knew what made me know that this was gonna be a nonstop thrill ride, like hot fuzz esque, where I'm gonna be laughing and going fuck yeah the entire time mm-hmm. was like two moments like how quickly we get right out of the gate argyle just like diagnoses his marital problems and we just go <laughs> yeah. right past that I do like, love argyle. Oh, okay so married so you're divorced right like no no we're married then why are you coming out here because your wife lives out here right because <laughs> she got a fancy job right and you thought that she wasn't going to be successful and come crawling back yeah, home to you exactly right <laughs> it's right on the like head argyle like the you, said, you catch on quick yeah that's the <laughs> I just like whips right through. And then the, the moment, the first like laugh out loud fucking moment that I had, that wasn't because of what the movie was. And I like the, the time that I knew that this was a scripted joke mm-hmm. that they got me from is when we just get a close up of Bruce Willis's feet doing the tone. Oh, the toe fists. <laughs> oh yeah. Son of a bitch. And you just see like the utter relief on his face. Like, Man, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like he- I do feel shit. better. Like laughed out loud, like barked laughing. That shit was awesome. To to fill anybody in who hasn't watched Die Hard, because I I'm hoping that there are others like me who may not have been gotten there in their journey yet. Yeah, um, if you if you haven't, you should stop this episode and yeah. go watch it now because it, yeah. it's it's I mean, on HBO Max. It's not it's not for incredibly sure. spoilable movie, but like there are points I think you'd like to see. It's 1988, yeah. but don't yeah try not to get spoiled by stuff like no. I always anyway it doesn't matter. Most of the things that would have spoiled this movie are illusions, uh, like in other media. Like mm-hmm. uh, Community does a bunch in the paintball episode, like the the, the gun yeah. taped yeah. to the back and shit. But again, like I didn't realize those were Die Hard giveaways because I'd never seen Die Hard. <laughs> so like, yeah. this movie made a lot of other media super funny. For it was me, one of those like, key puzzle through. pieces that clicks in. You're like, oh wait a minute, yeah. that's what it was. A lot oh, of things God. reference this movie. So uh, couple, fucking funny. Couple things I want to touch on real fast. Okay, go on. I am still in 100% support of defunding the police and yes, amongst other 100%. things. 100%. We're, we're, I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I have change. a lot of like hard, deep thinking to do about fiction that glorifies the police. Yeah, that's uh, propaganda. I have not, whatever. I have not done that yet. I don't fully know where I'm at. I'm going to put that aside for now so we can focus Correct. on enjoying the discussion of this film. But I thought imagine, I just want to throw it out there. That's imagine, all. I don't want to talk about it. About don't want to talk before, about yeah. it. No, I, I I knew you were going to say this and I prepared my he's response. He's going to talk about it. I don't want it. Just really okay. quick. If you watch this movie without the sound on, right? You clearly see who are the bumbling idiots who are fucking up and not being put in a good light. And it is everyone in a police officer's uniform or agents Johnson and Johnson, no relation. Another joke that absolutely got me. Like it's uh, so yeah. so hard to not argue this point with you. Like, but I'm going to move on so t- to is I'm just die saying, hard. I'm just saying like uh, it's it's obviously propaganda. It's a pro cop. It's a fucking it's a cop movie. Um, and yeah, whatever. Think about it later. I'm just saying that every officer, every uniform officered cop is like meh. Not great. I'm not at their not job. taking the bait. Not taking the bait. <laughs> Moving on to I'm not trying to bait you in anything. I was no, just like he's saying it's, a thing. It's very. It's just very. It's very. Hey, uh, Jorge basically went. Hey, I have this like chocolate bar that I could devour right now, but I'm I'm just gonna leave it on the table because we're not gonna do anything. And you went. 
oh, okay, that's <laughs> totally great. And then slowly started to sensually unwrap the chocolate bar in front of me. He's like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing with it. it. I'm not, I'm not doing touching it. the chocolate. <laughs> touching just yeah, the exactly. wrapper I'm on the chocolate. the chocolate. Lips no. wet, drool <laughs> dripping. All these macro close-ups of just like this. <laughs> I That was another joke that I, I know is like the simplest. Okay. Okay, the jo- I'll go for the joke first. The uh, the Johnson and Johnson bit. It's two yes. FBI officers. One is an '80s white guy. One is an it's '80s Robert black Davi. guy. Yeah, he's been yeah, in a bunch they walk of up, Bond villains. Um, he's a bunch of shit. Yeah, I'm Agent Johnson. This is Special Agent Johnson. No relation. And they just like plow through it, and I like yet. yeah, like cracked up. Like that's really funny. And I know this joke has been played a thousand times in a thousand other media. It was done with, really well. Yeah, it was done. But what? what what made me think of that about this movie? Um, you guys know the Sopranos isn't dramatic, the Seinfeld's not funny type of argument, right? No, I do but, not. Um, <laughs> so it's a pop culture argument oh where because so many things draw from Seinfeld um, in the comedic side, like on sitcoms, like the structure of jokes and sitcoms, oh, and kind of like what you can do. Yes, uh, and the same thing with like TV drama, long form, compelling drama, like draws a lot from The Sopranos. That if you watch things like How I Met Your Mother or Friends, or you watch things like Mad Men or Breaking Bad, and then you go back and watch Seinfeld. And the Sopranos, without having seen it, they seem kind of stale and rigid because you, you don't realize, like, well, yeah, you saw, like, what they evolved into later on, mm-hmm. but you, now, you know, so now they don't hit as hard. There's a it's similar like argument a, with Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's, I've known it mostly as the Seinfeld's not funny, like, pop culture phenomena mm-hmm. but i thought that, that makes sense because i didn't love citizen kane and don't think seinfeld's that funny i also don't think <laughs> seinfeld's that funny shoot me like i'm sorry i, I haven't watched i i will be happy to entertain a discussion so the about one it i will the one i will push back on with that is i have watched mad men and breaking bad and a bunch of shows like that and then i went back and watched the sopranos the sopranos is super good like first episode well, that's the thing, like, i know people who love seinfeld it's dramatic movie, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched. Seinfeld. I've actually never watched Seinfeld, so we'll Ooh. or like maybe, watch. Maybe we need through, to do you know an exploratory I mean? yeah. Seinfeld episode together to, to, to learn. Yeah, to it's let everybody get be, so angry at us. It's gonna be an utterly <laughs> but, quiet, like drawn down episode where we're just like, I mean, it was hard. I mean, it was what's fine. the deal with airplane George, food? Right, George guys? says that thing, and I was like, huh. Remember the one where Elaine does that thing that like makes George exasperated, and then Kramer walks in? No, 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 the other one. No, 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 the other. No, the other. No, no, not that one. The other one. Yeah. Sorry, uh, but no. But the reason I bring up this theory is that uh, seeing so many things that like made direct allusions to Die Hard didn't spoil a fucking moment of this movie. Like I was, it didn't make it on less fire good. Yeah, and like, laughing and like having a great time the whole time. And I think that's a testament to this movie. I, that- and I do. I actually want to talk about like how I found found the quality of the film because when when I when I first watched it, I was probably like a teenager. But it was throughout my life, I've seen it like in bits and pieces on TV, yes. at people's houses, whatever. Exactly. The first time I probably fully watched and paid attention to everything was in a, as an adult. I wasn't like particularly impressed. Um, it's I think it's actually been getting better mm-hmm. every single time I watch it. I, something hit me about it this time in particular. I think it's like I, I I'm just old enough now and I've like learned enough about making movies where I have like more respect for action scenes on their own, like, yeah. particularly ones that aren't insane over the top CGI constantly. You know, just. A lot of those things in that movie work really well, and I'm just thinking about how fucking difficult it was, and like how how fucking tight that script is. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> for an action like it, it all just the, the, like the Johnson and Johnson bit. They make that joke one time. Yeah, and like right, they they walk, they say two sentences. You immediately get what both characters are. There's like little things like that throughout that it's just like you always know exactly what's going on in this film. I think it just like really works very very solid. Still very funny, and action is still actually incredible. Yes, when you sit incredible down and look action. at it and think about it. Uh, so I'm I'm fucking way thumbs up on Die Hard. So now. I to get into a little bit of the technical stuff, just for people's edification of like who worked on this, right? Um, the director of this was a guy named John McTiernan, who last the year before this worked on a tiny little action piece known as Predator. So he was running Ooh. high. This was the this was the right cross of his one two fucking KO punch. Like they make a lot of Schwarzenegger jokes. Oh, of course. There's like two or three that oh, they yeah. make in yeah. there. Yeah, um, that was but funny. John McTiernan did. He also he ended up doing The Hunt for Red October, which is another. Um, it's a, one of those Jack Ryan uh, movies. Sean Connery in a submarine. Yes. All you need to know. Uh, he did Laxed Action Hero, which was a I've heard of a that. movie that I. I haven't seen it in a while, but when also I saw Schwarzenegger, it, right? I didn't hate because well, it's like a parody satire of action movies. The action like, hero, yeah, that's like the whole nineties, eighty, late eighties um, genre. By the way, yeah. uh, Tywin Lannister is the main bad guy in that, and he's awesome because he has a cool uh, like glass eye thing that he changes that looks really creepy. It's awesome, actually. Nice. You can tell he's cool. Charles in Dance is great. I fucking love him. Um, and then John McTiernan also to talk about a little bit more about the fact that there's a spotty level of sequels for Die Hard. Die Hard spawned this weird franchise that is all, like, it starts on such a high and then just Are fucking they... has a heart attack in terms of a, a, a line graph. You know what I mean? EKG. Uh, EKG. Are, are, they all, are they all Bruce Willis? Yes. I Bruce Willis is in one. every single one of them. Um, but he, That's crazy. But John McTiernan came back to the franchise for Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is considered the only other, like, legit good Die Hard movie. So not like so Die it's Hard like 2 Mission or anything? Basically, my understanding is that the graph looks something like massively high for the start, for one. A big drop, I don't know how mm-hmm. into the bad territory it goes, but like a big drop down from the first one for Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Die Hard with a Vengeance, I'm dead serious. Is it really called I'm Die Harder? I'm dead serious. This uh, phrase, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I am, I'm gonna, I have a master's in English and I can't parse this phrasing. Like, I, the, like, yeah. how the word hard it makes, it makes perfect it, sense to me. Exactly. Fuck it. Um, but we go from that, we go back up. I don't know how high up because I haven't seen them, like, I don't know the, but the general consensus that it was good is Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's three. Mm-hmm. Then well, I think we technically go down, but not too fucking far for the fourth one called Live Free or Die Hard. I love that. I see again that one kind of makes my blood boil, but I also don't hate it because it's set in DC and it's about government stuff. So I'm like, all right, uh, uh, uh. but does uh. he does he fight the, fight the American government? No, he does not. Does he fight the president? But so that one goes down. Because if he was fighting like an evil sex cabal within the U.S. government, I would be so a hundred and ten percent in. Fuck yeah. yeah! John McClane takes on right. goddamn PizzaGate. Um, but that one, that one, gen- that one is down from. I'm stopping you. I'm just gonna forget it. Um, but from I, there, I heard some. Sorry, I heard some fake news the other day, and I tried to go look it up to show somebody, and I couldn't find it. I just, re- I didn't, I didn't understand how hard it is to go find fake news that you've heard before, like because it's like. It, it's it ephemeral. That's part of so its nature. Yeah. yeah oh. It's so ephemeral that you literally can't go find you it. You can't even actually. That's amazing. Because um, I swear to God, I heard people say that pet parrots or birds or something were voting for Biden. 
what in the never mind yeah you know, nope, obviously just... why wouldn't they and then but to cap off this put it on a really fucking sad note actually then you just go <laughs> down into the fucking floor for the fifth and so far final one hopefully unless i don't know if john McTiernan's dead but if he's not is maybe that he'll part of the title the, no this is not uh, <laughs> all the subtitle die hardest with the uh, vengeance or live free die trying actually God, it's, it's just so a sorry. good day to die hard a good day to die hard and it wasn't a good day according to both the box office and the critics so you know what Sucks. the title makes me think of here's what it is exactly it's uh the dewey cox story walk hard yeah. when he's singing a song walk hard and everyone goes no idea what that means. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what that means. And then they just continue the movie and like, I don't know what it means either. It's evocative, but like, it's meaningless. You never heard of, of like a diehard fan? It's like a a diehard but fan. I don't makes think... sense. Yeah, that's the. It's the same thing. It's yes, like a, it's true. like a that's fan that it is difficult to get them to stop being a fan of this yeah, thing. Yeah, all right. The right. general idea because a they are such hard. a fan of it. Yes. You know what it yeah. is? Is that that phrase is said with a different emphasis? Like, For yeah, sure. he's a die it's hard. Die hard versus a die hard. Die fan. hard. Yeah. You ever watch the movie Die Hard? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like when you're a die hard fan. Like, oh, like a die hard fan. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm seeing. You mean right, die hard? I, 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 exactly. All right. All right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah, all right. are we friends doing their episode on Die Hard? <laughs> die hard. Oh, die hard. Yeah. I hate That's that. Die hard. <laughs> Doesn't that sound awful? Yes. Yeah. Um, or if you just put an apostrophe in there, because we all know what we're talking about, it's just die yard. hard. Die hard. Die hard. Uh, oh, an apostrophe, not a comma. <laughs> yeah, an apostrophe, apostrophe not too a low. That's why I was like, die hard. hard. Now imagine like Walter Cronkite coming out and like, it's a good day to die. Hard. hard. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> like, good night, America. Stay sexy or whatever the fuck Walter Cronkite said. That's definitely said what he said. Sign-off. That's 100% sure that's what, he says. what Walter Cronkite said. Um, okay. I will also Is say this for the technical hard. stuff. Just one more thing real quick because you'll, you'll appreciate it. this. Uh, the cinematographer, the director of photography, was Jan DeBont, who was a very prolific uh, through the 70s up to 2012, actually. Um, did quite a few movies and also directed a couple, including Speed and Twister. Um, mm. As well as the 1999, The Haunting. Two movies that I love Ooh, and like definitely remind me of this movie. But more importantly, so this movie actually, I was I went snobby on this one. And I went, I'm going to look at all of this stuff. I'm going to look at camera things. I'm going to look at editing. Yeah. I'm going to look at writing. I'm going to be a prick about this. And I was like, fuck, they got everything. Like they Good. really do everything really well. But yeah. the thing about Jan Devant is he has actually been the cinematographer for another movie that we have reviewed on this uh, podcast. Any guesses Alien. just offhand? Alien. I just want to say The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> do a real guess or do you just want to go with Great Mouse Detective? Because that's um, an animated movie and I'm Prometheus? Pretty, you're, yeah, I've got your guess in. Okay, all right. Shut up, I got your guess. I got it. You're fine. I'm going to do final answer, Great Mouse Detective. Okay, incorrect because the answer is Roar. (laughs) Oh, He was the director of photography on Roar. (laughs) I would have never guessed that. Okay, for anyone who doesn't remember, Roar is the horrifying movie where 60 live lions comprise most of the cast. And it's just like a snuff film where this family gets terrorized. But let's scripted. Yes. Another time. Go listen to that episode. We have we have that we have an episode on Roar where we basically repeat that over and over again for an hour. But it's it's good. I recommend I recommend listening. Yeah, it's pretty much. (laughs) Please continue, Jorge. 
About what? You were asking a question that I interrupted. Oh, about you want me to go all the way back to... Okay, yes. Not Great Mass Detective. Because I can talk Great Mass Detective. We already have an episode on that that is almost as long as the movie, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I know you're a diehard for Great Mass Detective. I know you die hard hard for me. Die hard. (laughs) So I was was looking into, for some reason, whether or not people consider Die Hard to be a Christmas film. And I found a Reddit thread of one father arguing with his child about whether Die Hard was a christmas movie or not and the the argument that he puts forward is that it for sure is a christmas movie because the 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 plot of the film is like forever changed by the fact that it is on christmas the 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 fake terrorists cannot proceed with their plan if they don't do it at a holiday like christmas they're counting on enough people to be there but most of the building to be gone like every the whole plot requires it to be based around christmas time Whereas other movies like whatever Lethal Weapon is in Christmas or Iron Man three, like they just happen to be around Christmas time, mm-hmm. but they're not actually dependent on that. You can rip it out, and the movie's exactly the same. Second point: Die Hard's a Christmas movie because Germans are always the enemy in wintertime. Burgermeister Miser, <laughs> Hans Gruber, they're the same person. I always assume Virtu- Santa Claus is German. Sinterklaas. Yeah, I feel like he was German. Probably. Klaus. That makes Klaus. sense. Klaus. Klaus. <laughs> Klaus. Santa Claus. Klaus. Santa Claus. Chris Kringle. Yeah, it's, it's you know, Chris it's anyone. It's with a K, dude. It's with a K, <laughs> with a K twice. It's with a so K Chris two Christopherson, times. but he's American. Fuck it. He's probably got some German in it. I don't know. Uh, another <laughs> fabulous. Christopherson's uh, American? I thought he was German. <laughs> <laughs> There's two Ks in his name. What do you... Oh I'm my god! Have a no, he needs a third K to be an American. <laughs> His um, name is Chris Christopherson. I don't know. It sounded German to me. Christopher, oh son god. of Christopher. Yes, I Christopher, son of Christopher. Uh, German stock. Um, also for <laughs> casting bits, stock. this was the first feature-length film for Alan Bucking Rickman. That's the. That's one of the other insane things about this film. First feature, like he was nominated for a Tony the year before this. Jesus, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember. I forget what he did. Sorry, I looked up a lot about Alan no, Rickman that's today because I was fine. Like, oh my god, Alan Rickman, you look great. The reason he kind of has that that particular way of speaking, that languid sort of delivery, is apparently yeah. he had a speech impediment as a kid where his lower oh. jaw didn't move right. So like oh. he speaks very deliberately and slowly. You know. So in real life, look. yeah, 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 right. It worked for him. He went to the Royal Shakespeare. Uh, he went to some English Academy, but became a royal in the Royal Shakespeare Company, the RSC. And then some production of that went on tour, hit Broadway. He was nominated for a Tony. Year later, did Die Hard. God Fuck damn, what's, what's super weird? Every whenever I, th- I was listening for it this time when I was watching. Whenever I remember the scene where he's pretending to be Clint, uh, in front of Bruce Willis. Uh, because he he gets caught without his gun. Yeah, I always remember it with him putting on a, like a thick Texan accent. No, but he puts on he just puts on normal flat. It's very like uh, American guy accent. Like there's no yeah. It's Johnny America. Yeah. What I thought he did really well in that moment is that he kind of puts on. Uh, uh, like he's kind of like kind of talking like that on top of it too and for me it's i gave this movie every bit of credit in the world like oh 
okay, Alan Rickman is an Englishman playing a German who's trying to do an American accent, and he knows the German can't perfect American <laughs> accent, otherwise he wouldn't speak with a German accent. So he's got to like make it a little bit weird. So John McClane it doesn't sounds think weird. that he's an American, like he's not an American, <laughs> and putting on this accent because he knows there's a bunch of German fucking terrorists running around. So he's got to do this weird accent to get in there. Like, I, oh, this movie is just circles well, and circles. Okay, so that I gotta say, this is—it's not even. I'm not even saying it as a negative. I just think it, that's a weird scene because of how quickly it happens. So at this point in the film, uh, Bruce Willis has taken out some... Uh, John McClane has taken out some of the terrorists and uh, Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman's character, is worried about the explosives at the roof, which is a big part of their plan. So he goes up to check on the explosives and get he like jumps down and John McClane is right in front of him and he's like shit so he starts improvising what they're talking about this scene lasts maybe two minutes two three minutes total and it's basically just i do this accent for like 30 seconds i we have this awesome set of macro shots where it's we look at alan rickman's point of view looking and then we we see him give this fake name and then we have a close-up on like a, the directory. a directory on the yeah. roof or like in there or whatever. And it's like zooming in. That's a good point. To That's say point. Clay William. So it's Clay, like, yeah, he got him. And it's like, cool. Like it's right. I, the thing that confused me about that was I didn't realize, I didn't know if it was on the roof or they were referencing that before he saw that and was oh. good. I don't, the thing is I, that was the one part that was confusing. Cause I'm like, I don't know what that is, Okay, but he doesn't, but he believe he goes okay cool and then gives him a gun and then but and then Hans immediately points the gun at him because of course and then pulls the trigger and there's no bullets in it because and Bruce Willis has a great fucking the way he fucking embarrasses he's like oh, oh Hans yeah. no bullets and he just snatches the gun out of his hand I'm like oh god like he's so in control compared to him. yeah it's it's. <laughs> For me, I, I I wanna watch this scene a thousand times and I want it to be the master class in acting that I <laughs> I don't think it is. No, because it is I, I like I watched that scene and uh, that one detail I thought about too, like it's a weird place to put a directory, aren't they? Like on the top floor, like they're on the roof. Like they're, they're basically on, the roof. on yeah, yeah, like, they're like right and there. And I don't think I don't think it's a flashback to him remembering, you know, like there was a guy oh, named yeah, William Brain Clay. Blast. Yeah. I remember Brain every blast. name on the directory <laughs> because he doesn't see a directory earlier in the movie. He sees the screen where he sees the uh, the M's and That's the G's. True. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so apparently, they're on, they're for whatever a... reason, he's got the yeah for uh, McLean and whatever Holly Gennaro. Gennaro. Yeah, his wife's maiden name is. But they're on uh, they're on an unfinished floor. Is it maybe just like leaning against the wall during construction? I don't know why gonna, they'd have the directory there ju- so early on in construction. Though. It's so f- that's the thing about it. It's just it's so fundamentally Whatever. a weird scene. Not even because of that, although that is a very key factor clearly as you can tell from the fact that we're harping on it. But like my thing is just how quickly the scene like this deception goes by. It's very like I think it was to demonstrate other stuff and to show that Bruce, like John McClane, was never having any of this shit and was always in control of it because he doesn't give him any bullets and hair. Like he knows, like yeah. there's a level that he fucking understands. But it's just a weird scene for how quickly there's no like let's go down a level, do something, and then at the key point I'm going to give you a gun. Like we're gonna do this. It's just very much like 
This happens all now. Yeah, I, I got to say, I, I get what you're saying, and you're definitely right. It, it's not it even happens negative, much. it's just weird. Like, when I when I watched it, I was surprised by how quick it went by, knowing yeah. that it was coming up, because it was something I, like, I was looking forward to. Because I, I think in my mind, for me, it's just like, it's an excellent example of like, you get to see more of their cat and mouse game face-to-face yeah. that you don't get until the very end of the movie. So by having that in the middle, Teases. you get more of that, that main hero v. villain action, like... Of the minds, you know. That's that's why I'm saying it's weird because maybe I I think I'm I'm going over it too literally as to like yeah why wouldn't this deception continue in that it is more of a demonstration of their characters like Hans is I'm going to be I'm going to outsmart I'm going to try and outsmart this cop by doing this big accent for show and finding this name with this preparation, you know, improvising this name that is correct because I can see it there and I'm doing all this, that, and that. And then I'm going to say I have the upper hand when really I never had the up. Like, I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. I think that's more of the gimmick to demonstrate yeah. it. It's just a weird... For me, it was an odd way to do it. But... Well, bouncing off of something that Taylor said, I'm, I'm now... I'm trying to figure out in my mind whether or not so is Alan Rickman doing a bad job with that accent? Like, is he doing a bad acting job in that role? Or is he doing such a, good, doing such a good job that <laughs> he's doing a good job of making Hans Gruber yeah. a bad actor so that it's believable yeah. that yeah. Yeah. McLean catches him I in think the act? That's what he does. I think that has to be what it is. Carries the scene. I think Alan Rickman <laughs> is playing Hans Gruber trying to sneak, like outsmart. John that's McClane. Some, that's some fucking that's, Death Note level yeah. debauchery going on. <laughs> some light and L shit right yeah, there. Yeah, no, like they, but, the more I talk about it, the more that's that's how that scene makes me feel. Like that, that's how their some of their games make me feel. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's what what, what convinces me of it is how goddamn difficult it is to act at a different level than you are. Like you can act like Shakespeare always has great actors in like as the characters, yeah. right? So they're always pretending to be someone else so seamlessly that it's a big reveal at the end, you know, or that's where the comedy comes from. But like trying to act worse, like trying to act like a worse actor than you are or trying to act like a better actor than you are never happens. You can't act no. like a better actor yeah. than you are because no, then I you feel just like be a better literally actor. impossible unless you've <laughs> exactly. been acting as a worse actor your entire career. Exactly. And you and so many people can't act like a worse actor because they like overdo it. Um one of the like Jillian Jacobs from Community is a really good example of someone who can nail it cuz she does like bad <laughs> bits every once in a while and she's just like <laughs> plays it the right way for comedy like nails the tone of the show but like trying to act like you're acting yeah awful it's it's agonizing to watch so the fact that we got to watch Hans Gruber act tells me that Alan Rickman is such a good Amazing. actor that every every detail in that scene of his performance <laughs> is chosen with a laser like precision <laughs> There are some things that stick in my mind, like when he offers him a cigarette, and he's like, "You smoke," and he and he does like this, this like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. I, I remember I, that. Yeah, it just it sticks in my brain. Dude. I don't oh. know what it is. I, I don't because it it feels like good acting, even though it's quite clear, like objectively bad is what it looks like. You know, that's the thing. Like you know, he's such a good actor, he can act worse. On I'm not, purpose, the right well, it's, way. Because like, like you were talking about with the Brita thing, or like, is, especially with stuff like comedy that is about bad or awkward things happening, is we get, it's why we have this weird sense, because I think it, it might have to do with like 
how we watch a movie. So we're always thinking that this is just the actor performing versus the actor is the character who is now performing because that that's where we're like this there's no way he'd believe like come on this is weird i got to throw a wrench in but that. the whole gimmick is that bruce willis knows he's full of shit like yeah. he knows it so in the course of the movie that is actually from alan rickman that is an incredible performance because we get this vibe of like i don't buy this accent he's do like this is a weird thing the character is doing yeah i don't know it's just a weird like looking at it with too many layers sort of thing nope i'm looking at it okay. exactly the right number of layers <laughs> three layers it was yeah, more yeah, when jorge to... said it was more when jorge said is this good acting or bad like that question it's incredible acting see i the the reason i asked <laughs> that's because what i'm I, saying to, I'm to throw agreeing. a wrench I'm into just... what you're saying yes. brian i personally it's not something I think about a lot. Like mm-hmm. pretty quickly, I get I get taken these away. These are by now movie. these people who they say they are. There's no Alan Rickman. Yeah, playing, when I'm whatever. when I'm watching it, when he's being uh, Clay, I'm not thinking he's doing a bad job of doing that. I'm saying I'm think my, in my mind the movie told me that he is being he's pretending to be some somebody else, and I'm believe mind, it. I'm like, like oh, that's what it, that, that's just what it is now, and I'm I'm. Fully Interesting. Okay. I like throw acting ability out the window. I'm very bad at catching when somebody's doing a poor job of acting. I like hundred percent. That's funny. Your like <laughs> suspension of disbelief is so strong that it like glosses over imperfections. Yeah. I feel like it might be something wrong with my brain. The same way I have trouble with faces. You know, <laughs> I just like somebody's acting, dude. I can't. I can't. Think. No, he acted good. Script told he me so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought he was kind of he was acting kind of strange, but then he said he is that guy, so I believed him. He said he was that guy, and then I life. saw, and then I saw a zoom in on a directory board say Clay Williams. So yeah, I mean, you are. So. Oh, where did Hans Gruber go? Yes, I want to hire a tall Gruber blonde guy. Go? I want to hire a tall blonde guy with like <sighs> a little bit of a beard and bigger glasses, and I want him to go up to Jorge and go like, "Hey man, what's going on? It's been a while. Like, you want to hang out or something?" And Jorge just- to go like. What? Like, dude, what are you talking about? It's me, Taylor. And just, like, give you enough details to, like, see if I can convince you. I would say, like, out, of pan- out of pandemic times, at a party, if I've already had a little bit to drink, <laughs> and you're saying something that doesn't merit me looking you in the eyes, I think you could get away with it. <laughs> Because I I'm I so tend excited. not to look I yeah. tend not to look people in the face when I'm talking to them I don't know if you know that's just me that's a whole other uh, therapy session we can get to yep that's a different thing you got to pay for that or I guess I got to pay you for that, uh, for that. Uh, so you could get away with it for sure at a party mm-hmm. like when I'm focusing on like beer pong or something like that that's that's the time to do it when we're doing something together if they can imitate some of your voice patterns too you know like yeah because I yeah. I do pick up like quirks from people that I'm very yeah. good with. <laughs> So I just, it's one of those things, like, I just need someone to do a quick caricature of me because I just need you to look up and I need to, like, see that surprise in your eye when you, like, realize something That's slightly not, off. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that wasn't immediate. You son of a bitch. You hate me. You hate me. We're not There's friends a, at all, are we? God, I forget who it is. It's one of those fucking street magicians that had a TV show or whatever. David but Blaine? He, the, no, it wasn't somebody Chris that Angel? famous. No, less famous still. Uh, like, maybe Brown or something. I don't know. He he just had a, a TV show on like Sci-Fi or Comedy Central or some one of the network channels, you know. Uh, wow. But he did this thing where he kept on. He would have somebody. They'd be strangers on a the street. He had one of his people asking somebody for directions. 
And then he'd have like a big painting of him cross between him and the person that they were asking for directions. And they'd swap <laughs> out who is who was asking. Uh, and it would be a different person. And he started out getting somebody similar until he got like down to people of complete different race yeah. and gender. <laughs> and then the person would like look at them kind of weird for a second, but then be like, okay, Keep I'm, giving I'm still okay with this. <laughs> so funny. It's like that... Uh, when you see the, the you the, that video that asks you how many times does this basketball team yes. pass all the ba- mm-hmm. basketballs around, mm-hmm. and then at the end, like, but did you notice the bear mm-hmm. that walks through? And now you watch it, and, like this bear's just grooving and jiving and having a great time in the middle. Like shit, yeah, my brain makes me go so blind because vision is entirely constructed <laughs> by the brain. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's an old psychology experiment. It's a gorilla in a, it's a, it's a gorilla suit, but there, I my thought with some of those is always. What so? What was the? What did you? What did we find out? Like, what was the experiment? Like, what? What was your hypothesis? <laughs> Why are you just out on the street fucking like, with people? Like, I feel like a lot of those psychological experiments in the first uh, first three quarters, yeah, a lot of the twentieth century were just like, hey, check this out. Like that is the entire it, thesis. The, the thesis is, hey, isn't that weird? That's yeah. all it. Like that was fucking weird. Oh, bet cool. you I can make this guy kill this other guy. No, you can't. I really watch me. I'm Philip Goddamn oh, yeah. Zimbardo. <laughs> Dude, Zimbardo, the Lucifer effect is what his first book is called. Like that's yeah. how you know what he's fucking with. That's super. There's cool. another yeah. one where they uh they they would show like rabbits or like cute little fluffy things to children and then like do like a really really loud noise to scare them anytime that the fluffy thing popped up. So they would get like a like a pathological fear to these to these items, and they're like, okay. "See, see, classical conditioning." And everybody's like, "We know, the dog, the dog thing kind of proved it." You know what? The dogs aren't hurt yeah, by this experiment. Hungry like, when what the hell do? is wrong with you? You sadist. They're not an adult man afraid of bunnies now. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's the same one with like the Bobo experiment. So like sad. you know, you get kids in a good mood and they play for, like nice with the Bobo. You get kids in an angry mood and they get angry at the Bobo. Like yeah, angry people do angry things, and not angry people don't do angry things. What the fuck did you prove apart from like the first lesson of kindergarten? Yeah, jackass? I don't like so those those experiments. Bum me out, dude. They're not the cool. one that does drive me insane. That is like super useful, and I see it like all the time in my daily life. Is the Ash conformity test. You know, the one where um, uh, there's three lines and they're all different lengths. And there's one, there's 11 plants and one guy who's like the the Mm -hmm. subject of the experiment. And everyone goes like, oh, yeah, well, those two are equal. Well, those two are equal. Those two are equal. Those two are equal, even though they're clearly different lengths. And like way too often, the guy at the end goes, yeah, those two are equal. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, the power of peer pressure is real and demonstrable. And yeah, so to repeat, Ash, Zimbardo. Uh, and Milgram are some classic, classic. Zimbardo, uh, you'll get the uh, that's the Stanford Prison Experiment. So oh. if you want to go look up more about those, but getting back to Die Hard, yes. something I feel like you know what I really love is the uh, when he's when he's counting down how many terrorists are well, you know, uh, I I don't have hands on audio recording. The uh, how do what do you call these air quotes? What do you call air these quotes? Air quotes. Air quotes. Terrorists. Uh, God, that line's amazing too. They're not. No, because they're not terrorists. This is. Though. Oh, that's there right. is yeah, a yeah, right. incredibly good line where Hans Gruber is talking to Joseph Takage, born 1936. You know, like he just fucking rattles that off. But he's talking to the, yeah. their their chief officer, basically there, the, the head guy, and he's like, "Give me the code for the safe." And there's this whole point where Takage is like, "You, what kind of?" He basically there's a point where he just goes, "What kind of terrorists are you?" 
And Hans Gruber just laughs and says, who said we were terrorists? And it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, you're not remotely. This is. It, it, yeah. You yeah. forget that he hasn't told anybody else in exactly. the movie yet that they're not terrorists. Like, yeah. now you start to have that idea in your head, but you forget that everybody else out on the street still Has thinks that they're no terrorists. no idea. Yeah. It's very. It's. This movie is very good at turning the tables on us and their characters. It's it's. I feel like they nice. did a good job of keeping it fresh for people who read the book too, because the book apparently they are just straight terrorists. Oh, excellent. Okay, good. There, there is something that has changed. That's a radical twist. Uh, it is not because of the movie. It's because that I am here, who I am in 2020. That like watching a 1980s movie and like, oh yeah, they're terrorists. It's an older movie. They're allowed to be white, you know? And just like, cool, they're terrorists now. And then they're like West growing German up in a post nine yeah. 11 world, like, okay, no, I get it. Fine. Like Iron Man, I know exactly who the terrorist is. Thank you very much. And just like, oh yeah, this is a pre nine 11 movie. Terrorists can be anybody. Anyone used to be a terrorist. And like, so like that line did hit me and it's not because of anything the movie did it's just like oh this happened in a better world where you could take guns on planes and smoke in airports yeah he was better uh for earlier a younger okay younger younger more teenage world because it's 1988 this is interesting that he is a member of a group or a former member of a group called the volksfrei who are a west german radical group yeah caught that that's insane um also what was interesting when you bring that up was there's a point where he has a list of demands and this actually caught me onto something else in this movie about, I, I liked their use uh, in small lines and small actions and character choice, everything of like the common man versus elite sort of thing. Like they moved this sort of cops and robbers, this sort of typical scenario of a cop doing this against a, a bank robber into this kind of class, not necessarily commentary, but like, there are notes of dis- of struggle. discussion here, exact because John McClane is very much a man on the street, every man. every man, like man of the people sort of thing. But there was this line, uh, Hans Gruber is, is just making errant demands, ridiculous demands to the police to waste their time until they need to do the thing they need to do. And he's like, I want my, you know, I have five brothers of this, you know, this Irish IRA terrorist group in the IRA. other thing. And he's like, seven members of Asian Dawn. And then Carl looks and he, and he mouths, he mouths Asian Dawn. Like, he's like, who the fuck are they? And he's like, I read about them in Forbes. And then he just comes, but Time's Time Mag- I read Time's about them magazine. in Time Magazine. He he references Forbes as well, which is what caught me as well. But like, he's very educated. But um. Yeah, he just goes, I read about him in Time Magazine, and he uses that to try and, like, continue. I don't know. It was a very it was very interesting how much they emphasized that Hans Gruber is this elite, classy, like, well-educated, smart guy versus how normal, quote-unquote, you know, like, every man John yeah. McClane is. Good Okay, point. that's the thing. This movie, like, had me the entire time. I yeah. want to make that abundantly clear. But, like, some of the shit that John McClane pulls off, no human being should. Well, like, sure. Like, the instant ingenuity that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use the strap of this AK to propel myself down the elevator shaft so I can jump in the air shaft on the other side. Or, like, yeah, I know how C4 works <laughs> enough that I can push it down, again, the elevator shaft to blow it up at the right time. I don't see or any issues with run this. through glass. <laughs> With my bare feet and then talk on the radio as I'm pulling glass out of my feet and then spend the rest of the movie with a bandage on my foot. We were, uh, my roommate and I were talking about this during the movie and 
all of those who we were like, who gives a shit? This is just we were just going, yeah, this is awesome. Like this is so much fun. Anybody's gonna start shitting on the fire hose scene, dude. That I'm not that buying. That was one it, of the dude. greatest bits of cinema I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I was like literally arms in the air. I had to explain it to Emily because her back was turned. Like it was so fucking cool. Oh my god, you have no idea what just happened. I swear to God, I'm gonna explain everything to you. Yeah. But. The thing where we had your moment of like this is ridiculous thing was very simple. There was one part where he was just he's I, I don't think it was on into the the um the air vent, but there was a was point he climbed, when he, he climbs was, into the he air was shaft hanging, and then he slowly methodically pulls himself and holds it here to look over and then eventually pulls himself up. We're both yeah, like not pulls not all the way up. Devin just goes Devin just goes there was a point in my life where I could do 10 pull-ups and I was like this is the strongest ever. Yes. And we were just like talking about like how actually hard this is and I'm like, "Yeah, have you ever like when people do muscle-ups like this because a muscle-up is just the continuation of a pull-up. It's you pull up mm-hmm. and then you use the other parts of your arms to get Ooh. over the bar, basically. So anybody pulling themselves out of a thing in a movie is more or less doing a muscle-up, depending on the actual visual of it. But, like, we were talking about that, and I'm just like, that's the most unbelievable thing in the... F- I don't, like... I know two people, maybe, who can do a muscle-up, like, consistently, especially after they're tired from getting shot at and blown up, like... There's no way this would happen. Would, dude, we don't really <laughs> hang out with guys like Bruce Willis, though. I'm like, just pretty... saying. It's very exhausting. I'm saying I watched. Like, I think the, look, the, it, the look. leap that you need to make to hit safe suspension of disbelief, true. I think, is pretty oh, small. Oh, no, of one. course. In, in we, we were just po- I was just pointing out it's funny that Taylor got was like annoyed at the like, I can jump over here and do this. And like we were like, that's perfectly fine. That's a reasonable suspension of disbelief. No problem. Him standing there and doing that muscle, I don't, I don't believe it for a goddamn second. We were just Honestly, commenting on I, our inability to the move The only thing I have around. trouble believing is what you mentioned about Gruber when he's when he says, like, oh, I heard about them in Time in the magazine, Times or yeah. whatever. Uh, I have a hard time believing that the way that they've set up his character, that he would just do it offhand like that. He wouldn't risk like getting the name wrong or saying a group that doesn't have anybody in prison, you know, like I, I feel like he would have been a little bit more. I feel fair. like the other ones were carefully planned, and I feel like he would have only done very carefully planned ones because he gets very, very mad when somebody when the wife calls Deviates. him a. Uh, oh, no, sorry, when she calls him like a like a like a common crook or whatever. Yeah, like exactly. That. Like no, he's, he's like am, no, uh, you're a common thief. No, I am an excellent <laughs> thief, and I've just added kidnapping, so let's show a little respect here. That was a really yeah, but good line he too. he crushes that line. He does a yeah. very very good line. Yeah, it's like the, and another the example most of the rage you see in him thing, in like yeah. one section right there. Yeah. Like he's he's very he's he's obsessed with how good he is at yeah. thievery. I well, think. he's obsessed with he he seems to be obsessed with how good he is at everything. Like it, it's be. I think that's also another dig at that whole class theme or motif that's in there with him because. He's like, no, 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 I, I, he gets mad at petty, at common. Like, that's what he gets upset about. He, there's yeah. no denying that's a thief. Saying, like, yeah. he's like, I am an excellent thief. I am a high mm-hmm. quality. He, it's basically like, he would be like, I'm not you a hooker. I'm a call girl. Like, fuck you. I know what my job it's is, but same... I'm up here with it, not down in the dregs. Yeah. It's the same shit in Oceans 12 and 13, like that European guy, like that cat burglar Vincent Castle thief is guy. the actor, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vincent, 
yeah, the Vincent Castle character who just like Frank Ocean has a very like yeah Danny, we're all gonna say Frank nonsense. Ocean like, is a uh, yeah. music artist. Sorry, uh, Danny Danny Ocean <laughs> is gonna say things like uh, what if we do a round robin with a honeypot and throw in a little bit <laughs> oh, of sugar yeah, slam? I love that and, shit. Uh, you know, and like they're all like slinging they together call like the, things they, they that you imagine nose a bunch of kids. The Brody. That's the, the big yeah, nose the that Matt Damon puts on. They call it a Brody, and he's like the Brody <laughs> hey, the plays. Brody plays. <laughs> Yeah, it just like shit like that, and they all have this like street language that they do. But there's you know the artist elite, yeah. and we have to show that these snobby gentlemen thieves are knocked down by like yeah. Johnny America guys by like Danny Ocean and John McClane. Uh, and uh, yeah. I don't know, it's something that I have only recently seen flipped, and then like a few movies seen flipped, like uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels flips that mm-hmm. script very much. Um, where it's like, no, 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 the, the shitty con man is Steve Martin, and he needs to learn from Michael Caine to be the good con artist. And then, well, shit, at the end there, the best con artist is another, like, Jane America type. But, like, any American movie, <laughs> no, 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 John Everyman, Jane Everywoman, that's the one who's going to win. I tell you what, you can have all your fancy training and your fancy experience and your relevant practice and your better skill, but I'm still going to win. Why? Because I'm not as good as you, but I am American. It, well, that's... I, see, I think it's just we haven't put them up against British con men. In that's movies. also a good but point. I think when they ever go against point. each other, it's always like, no, British con men... Classy, better than Dirty well, American. I feel comment. like they end up. That's the problem, yeah. though, because the end of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is like the the lady is American and she's the one who takes them both. Well, female's the trump card and everything. Yeah, that's right, a good point. Fine. Yeah, F- female Surprise. British classy oh, one would still be above female American. Yeah, one, I think if you got another lady, well, now we just have to in, write this movie. And if we get Dirtier, if we're only working stuff. by very pure stereotypes within fictional movies, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, there is a language that we have to work in. You know, so now we need. Four, we need dirtier, rottener yes. scoundrels, or where there's four con men. There's a, a grubby American, a classy British man, a Jane every woman who takes them both, and then a classy British lady who play who's played by Emily Mortimer for sure wow. who takes them all. No, no, she see she's the new one because it's the original three from the first movie, and then at the end, non-binary trumps everybody. Oh, Easy, mm. and like she, she has a name with her I initials are so NB. <laughs> yeah, Not binary. This is, this is the hierarchy. I don't know how you don't see that. Yeah. It's all, it's all laid out right in front of you. So you're <laughs> Nate Bunnery. Actually, it's short for Natalia, but you can call me Nate. And like, no one realizes that her initials are NB. Like, oh shit, you know. I would fucking uh, blow my brain. Break down these stereotypes. We see the possibility of all kinds of crime. That's the way. And that's the the the. <laughs> Yeah, the moral of the movie, I guess. Like Leon the Professional, but if Natalie Portman was I don't know what that is. More androgynous. And um, hopefully not twelve. Like she child. is in Leon the Professional. <laughs> she is, yeah. Leon the Professional is a good movie that has like a, a creepy, weird, creepy thing in it. Yeah. That, it is. that like, director Leon the Professional, is creepy. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, Just like it's, when, it's when Brad Polanski, Pitt kisses Kirsten Dunst in yes! interview with the vampire. Yeah, and like which I try every to- time I watch that movie when I'm watching the exact scene, like, no, I'm taken by the scene. And like the second that we cut out of that scene, <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I immediately what? go, why the hell did he have yeah, to kiss what? her? Like, <laughs> sorry, there's a thousand other ways this could have been like delivered. Correct. It didn't even make any sense. Can I, I also even- just, I always yeah. want to like bring this point to light. I try to enunciate every time, but I still feel like I hear it. It's interview with the vampire, the vampire, not a vampire interview. No matter with- 
how much I try to say it clearly, it always sounds like interview with the vampire. Because you're it's running through it so it quickly. It always sounds like uh, yeah. but it's the and oh, it's the same the vowel, with, bro. It's yeah, our the, schwa. The th at the end of oh no, never mind. Yeah, I just I just I just wanted to interview? make sure everybody knows so that somebody doesn't try to school you later because that would be you embarrassing know, think, for them if they're trying to school you on that. Honestly. All right, uh, this is like a Henry Higgins type tip. If you want that the to come out while still saying it right, emphasize the with interview with the vampire. Ooh. And then the has to come in because where oh. you're losing it is you've got with and then the. It's the same sound. One is as, one is vocalized, with one is the. not or aspirated. With the. With the. There you so go. it's like with the. Because you can also say with, with a. Uh, interview with why, the vampire. With the vampire. So you have to do that pause to change up those two THTH noises. Yeah. I don't want to pause, though. Interview with the vampire. Exactly. But if you hit the with, there is naturally a with. pause because you're giving greater weight to that. Interview with the vampire. God damn. It and sounds it, directly exactly. like a uh, every time. It's crazy. Well, that's the problem. It's like if you say, because the I'm way that pausing. we as Americans say, I'm not uh, like we, when we say with a. Um, like with the this, like because we start as we we start vocalizing the uh, like before we're done with the word with. So okay. with the and with uh are exactly the same sounds together, which is why you can't tell like what it is when someone says it really fast like that. So when you hit the with, what you're really doing is making sure that the th gets its proper like length, and then you can go into the so that we hear it as separate sounds. Well, you know, there's a no. They say you learn there. something new almost every other episode here. So almost every other episode here, if we, so long so as we haven't been you're drinking. You're welcome. I don't. <laughs> you're know. welcome. Got um, shit like that in a modern grammar course. Thank you, undergraduate education, that yeah, taught me dude. how to dictate things and how to like uh, draw, write out the phonetics. <laughs> cool. So one one thing that we haven't actually talked about yet is Brian. Mm -hmm. What made you pick this movie? Honestly, I wanted, I had heard all of the stuff about it being a Christmas movie and it just, it, it pinged something in my head of like, you haven't watched this movie in so long, so you should get a chance to talk about it. And it seems to be a retroactive thing now because I'm pulling so much more out of it than I did before. So I guess I think I wanted to honestly give it a deep dive look i wanted to do the meme about it being a christmas movie and talk about the christmas elements to say yeah. oh see it really is blah 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 but like movies also got a lot of real you know like not necessarily artsy but like higher brow stuff there's uh fucking hans gruber has a uh i think it's a he has a theme which is just ode to joy like yeah Pay attention to any, this is for viewers, pay attention to any important scenes with Hans Gruber, his entrance, there's a point with the vault. There's you hear a couple the of most of the vault. And yeah, that's the most obvious one, but that's what, what I'm saying is I heard it in other moments, even though it wasn't as yeah. obvious. Because well, they, they, they play that's certain the climax. cuts yeah. of it very slowly. Exactly. Also, yes, exactly. if you listen to the score on other portions, mm -hmm. it is variations on the theme of Christmas music. Because yeah. like Emily yes, and I were watching exactly. it and began to sing along with like what they were <laughs> referencing musically. Like this movie knows it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. And it, it is a Christmas it's movie. It's got Christmas like, all the way up in its blood, dude. All this the way is, up in it. And well, just to bring up what you were talking about before with stuff like Lethal Weapon is... 
um, Lethal Weapon and Iron Man 3 were interesting uh, choices for you it, to But say. I said it was one of the Lethal Weapons. I don't believe it's the first one. I think it's one of them. Let me see. I haven't watched because any of them, so. If that's the not old enough for that shit. Case. <laughs> that's. If, that's is that like you a joke? Not, oh, fuck you, dude. No, eat a whole dick. Eat a whole dick. Shut up. It is say it. It is the I believe it is the first one. It's, it is the first one? Uh I only because I, I'm pretty sure it is because the writer of that is also the writer of Iron Man 3 and a couple other movies, including the next Reddit Shane, was telling Shane me, Black is loves setting his movies around Christmas. That's what so Reddit I'm told assuming me. that it is the same thing because I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is also yes that's, around that's Christmas said, as least. well. That's what the yeah. internet nerds told me. It's very fucking internet people. God damn it! They tell they they bring all the good news. God and all the bad yes. news and all. The By the way, news. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a really fun movie. You should go watch that. Does it anyway. count? Is it really a Christmas movie though? It's no, no. But this is actually what the gimmick was. Like Shane Black likes setting his films around Christmas or having Christmas involved, but they don't seem to affect the plot. Right. Like they are just. He just likes that aesthetic. I think the the uh, the contrast, the dichotomy, the the contrast of most of the shit his characters say, which is not nice, and oh, fun Christmas time, so I can have yeah. a little Christmas music. While Iron Man, in the nicest form, Iron Man blows some dude away with a fucking proton repulsor, or repulsor blast, rather. Yeah, I like, I, I wonder if that's a symptom of, like, the. I'm trying to think of how do you take Four Corners movie and push it even further? And, like, well, you release it on Christmas Day. You uh, make it vaguely, like, Christmas time, but it has nothing to do with Christmas, so we yeah. don't alienate people. Like, just creating new demographics that it also fits into, like, yeah... <laughs> It's a square, but it's a six-corner square, and we're hitting all six corners, and that <laughs> is the meaning of business. You know? <laughs> like, I'm just imagining like, how, like, why these movies end up around Christmas time, though, have nothing to do with it. Well, yeah, I want to. I want to say that the, whatever lethal weapon it was, which now it makes more sense for it to be the first one, came out like right, like not Eight, too long before, and so he was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, Christmas time works. Like, let me make mm-hmm. it at Christmas time." So, yeah, he was. Yeah, it makes sense. Shane Black was very. It is always. It's funny because the first time I noticed his name was for Iron Man three because he also directed it, and I was like, "Oh, Shane Black, who the fuck is this?" It's just like all of the late eighties movies. It's just Shane Black involved. So he was. He's in Predator because I don't. I don't think he wrote it, but I'm pretty sure he touched up a lot of the script. Like I think he was called in later to help out with it because there were. That movie has its own fucking severe Isn't issues. Isn't that like we what Carrie Fisher did for like a lot of her yeah. career afterwards? Yeah. She just like fixed scripts. Is coming in and, and editing and helping out and touching up and fixing stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah, but Shane Black did that with Predator and then he was doing Lethal Weapon. He's doing a bunch of shit is the point I'm bringing. Anyway, um, the, the one other thing I wanted to talk about with Die Hard is uh, Al Powell who is Al played Powell. by Reginald Val Johnson, a.k.a. the dad from Family Matters. I did not know he was... I've never watched that's Family the, Matters. Oh, that's the, the that's the ball game for me, dude. That was the whole... That's so funny. That's what made... I'm pretty sure that's what made everyone... like it, During the time, people were like, holy shit, this is so weird. 
and I was the same because I had seen Family Matters. It's the show with Urkel for fucking children who yeah. don't know. Um, I, I, I know that, like, intellectually, <laughs> but in my brain, like, there was this weird mashup of, like, everywhere you look, it's the facts of life. Family matters. <laughs> oh, it's just, like, that's no. the theme song to Family Matters. <laughs> it's just, what the fuck happened there, brain? <laughs> Jesus. I was trying- pop cultural synesthesia. <laughs> you said you said Urkel's in Family Matters, and I'm like, no, Urkel's was in... Smart guy? No, it wasn't smart, <laughs> smart guy. guy. What was Urkel in? I guess it was Family Matters. In guess Family right. Matters, and that guy's in jail now forever. Did they send Urkel to jail? He got he got ripped, what? and then they sent him to jail. Right? That's how it went. Yes, yeah, something bad happened. Or did he go I to jail and then he got ripped? Ooh, that's a good um, question. Both are equally likely, <laughs> but the point is, he is huge. Like he's a huge jacked man now. We should probably a hundred percent confirm that they actually I'm, sent Urkel to jail I'm, before I'm, we start. He definitely sending those vibes out. He went to jail. I I know it in my. You're soul gonna a hundred percent say he went to jail. I, you know what? I see Horan, you're not I'm making so tired, any move so to look tired it up. Of people pussyfooting around when I'm sh- when you're sure of something, God damn it! Until proven wrong, and listen. And you want to stick with pussyfooting as your last choice of terms too. Hundred percent. You know what? Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wring my hands around like, learning you know, a lot of stuff here, man. Very old. Tell me, Urkel went to jail. Julia White guest stars on the hit show House in its October Close 3rd season premiere. At the end of season seven, House lands himself in jail after slamming his car into someone's home. No. What, why are you reading about House? I'm reading about Earth <laughs> Because right I now, typed dude. in Julia. Okay. The Fair. actor, I assume, is Hold what you're talking on. about. Yes, because he was on House where they're talking about jail. Um, It's not nothing, looking good. Nothing about us. <laughs> Just because. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'll go to it's not I'll good go to, luck, man. It's not personal, a good luck. Personal life, by the way, is one line on his thing that says he has a yeah, daughter. too. Not great. You are completely <laughs> not lying. Not a good look, dude. Utterly <laughs> incorrect. So this is why you don't commit. I'm not this. saying this that he did yeah. it because I hedge my bets unlike you did. I'm just saying oh my hedge your bits a little bit. Yeah. You know, just no, no, a no, little no. I'm bit. I'm not taking that. Uh, hedge your bets forever and anything. you never commit to anything. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, it was just wrong. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I was totally wrong on that one. I'm really sorry, Jaleel White. Not gonna lie, Wait. I uh, I totally oh, I got it right here. Yes, I got it. <laughs> I was right. Okay. You already said you were wrong, so that's all nope. I care about. Steve Urkel You're teams now up the cast. Oh, it's also too. yeah, about it's house. about <laughs> House, where he teams up with House in jail. That's all you've got. <laughs> okay, that's literally what I was thinking about. You're like, out of your mind. This headline because the headline you from thought House was the real. Black Star is you think Hugh Laurie's Jaleel American? White goes to prison. That's literally the headlines. So are like, yeah, I was right. And the no. first line is Steve Urkel teams up yeah. with the cast of House. <laughs> Period. Viscerally incorrect. Yeah. Okay, so we uh, have uh, Julia White played do- a character in jail. So when I saw him in my mind's eye, just assumed I, in a prison outfit, it was because he was in one. You need to go to jail. In a j- do you in a really want to keep going this direction? It's <laughs> looking just, worse and no. worse for you, man. Pick up whatever no, really pieces like, I don't give you've a got. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, so got- Jaleel White, who I'll never meet Sorry, and will Jaleel be entirely unaffected by this. So we got our whoopsie doodle little moment covered. There's going yeah, to right. be on another episode. <laughs> on, the, on, White. on the subject. Unimprisoned of American. <laughs> die hard. Okay. Friends. <laughs> Fucking yeah, dude. 100%. Yes, yes 100%. Absolutely. That movie's awesome. And I'm, I'm really bummed that the other ones I hear that you're saying that they're not as good. Die Hard with a Vengeance is good. Die Hard 3 is legit good. 
because it's by the same director and it's got Jeremy Irons instead of Alan Rickman. Ooh, like, I love there's Jeremy a lot Irons. of good. Um, yeah, I like him as twins. And Sam and... Jackson is in it too. He's fucking great, from what oh. I hear. Cool. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah! All right. Yeah. So to... if we weren't friends on Die Hard, I'm pretty sure we would have just ended the show because. Yeah, like fuck, Christmas is dude. dead. I'm the, sorry. The show yeah, does die yourselves. hard. Yeah. <laughs> show dies really hard. Dies harder That's sometimes. A, they're just going to say that about me when in my obit. They're going to say he died hard. Yeah. Brian Miller, age, dies hard. Dies hard at <laughs> 35. <laughs> at 35. Hey! Brian Miller, <laughs> podcaster, not dies nothing. hard. We don't. We don't have the like, bodies the of. <laughs> like, we don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't have John McClane as. We're body. not marathon people here. You know, we're living. We're living free and dying hard. We <laughs> are living shit. Yeah, can, can, can you guys like do me a favor? If I have an untimely death, take it upon yourselves to write the opit and write it as something like Taylor, comma athlete dies at such and such noted athlete noted rich person dies at and notorious larper (laughs) (laughs) taylor heartthrob dies at. just just do me do me right just do me right i don't care if it's like the i don't know yes all the all the old that still read the newspaper newspaper. (laughs) live in awe of you Okay, well, get us out of go here. online. All right, everybody. Uh, as always, you can find us on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends. All one word. Or you can find information about us on our website, r-we-friends.com. Dot com. Dot com. You can also find us every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, because why not? On twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network, where we have an entirely improvised Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which is absolutely hilarious and a good chance to see us, our friends from our sister podcast, uh, Downtime with John and Emily, and our occasional co-host Shannon, all goofing and jonesing around together, smoking and joking. It's a great time. Come and check it again. That's 7 p.m. on Thursdays at twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network. And check out check out Downtime as well. Please time. It's a great time. What is it? At, a great time. At, at, uh, at, uh, Downey, at Downey, at Downey Siblings, Downey Siblings, Siblings on Twitter Siblings. and Instagram, or you can find them on their website, getdowney.com. You can also email them submissions at downtimesubmissions at gmail.com. Oh, I have, I have, a, I have a, a submission. How to die hard. Oh, how to how die hard. To die hard. There you go. That, everybody, is an example of synergy, the kind of plan that only a Hans Gruber-esque co-host like myself could pull off. I have been tailored. Check this out. Six Sigma. Six Sigma. I I have been your special agent Johnson, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you next week. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho.